Greetings, everyone, and welcome to episode 85 of Teaching Tales, the podcast totally devoted to sharing stories from the world of education. I am Brent Coley, your host and elementary principal in Southern California, and joining me today, a fellow Q buddy, a Q friend, Scott Noons is joining me today. Scott, actually, it's tonight when we're recording. Scott, how are you, buddy? I'm doing great. Thanks so much for having me on, Brent. I really appreciate it. Been a fan of the podcast for a while, so I was pleasantly surprised when you slid into my DMs and asked me to be on the show. (laughs) Uh, Awesome, awesome. I am the one who is honored. I was telling you before we started recording, you've been on the list of people that I wanted to talk to for a while, and just I've been so busy, and finally it slowed down just enough, just like, Dude, do it, Brent. <laughs> Reach out to Scott, and it was great. It happened in just a couple of days, and and here we are. So we're going to talk podcasting, ironically enough. We're going to talk podcasting on the podcast. But um, so, again, you and I, we, we see each other about once a year in person, uh, or at least before the world ended. Uh, right. <laughs> we would see each other at our annual California, the big spring Q conference. Um, but for – so – for anyone who's not familiar or who doesn't get to see you in person, who is Scott Noons? Give us a little background. Who, who you are, what you do, where you live, tell us about your family, all that good stuff. Yeah, so if I'm going way back, I think it's an important part to understand why I'm going in the direction I'm going in. I'm a failed graphic designer, and then uh, I lost my job uh, in the last recession, Bumbled around for a bit, doing a bunch of freelancing, and I absolutely hated it. Um, I, I hated that type of hustle. It was just really hard, and I didn't have a PLN uh, reflecting. That was a key piece I was missing, so that's why I wasn't getting jobs. I didn't have the PLN. Nobody knew who I was or my work, and they went with the person they knew. Um, and I wasn't great at marketing myself. So I really worked on that and I got into education, um, because I had to make a living. I had an English (laughs) degree at that time. I didn't have one in technology or computer science or anything like that. I just picked up the graphic design and web design skills as a kid in, um, middle school and high school and kept it up through college, took some classes as electives to keep up those skills and, uh, you know, turn that into my career. But when that failed, I was left scrambling and, and looking for different options. And uh, I decided on education after going back to school, taking some classes for nursing and for education, decide, you know what, this is my jam. Uh, I can be all in on this. I think I'm going to be really successful with this if I pour my heart and soul into it. And I really don't want to fail. I just want to devote everything to this job for the next decade and get really good at it. So what happened before does not happen again. That was just a horrible feeling being out of a job for a while and scrambling and asking, you know, friends, families, relatives, like, hey, you know of anything and checking the help wanted ads and all that uh, it was not a fun time at all. So I'd rather just keep hustling and keep the momentum going. Yeah. Uh, and then I started off as an ELA teacher and now I've transitioned into ed tech because that technological piece was really at my core. I identified right away what's my greatest strength as a teacher and it's ed tech. 
It's because I knew the tech because of my experience before. And so I use that and I used to swap things like, hey, can you share your Of Mice and Mint unit with me? I'll show you how to auto-generate comments uh, in, <laughs> you know, Google Docs uh, yeah. <laughs> with hotkeys. And uh, that worked really well and got into speaking and presenting and started a podcast called the TNT EdTech Podcast a couple years ago. And now I have three in total. I have Education Today, which is a personal podcast with just me, the TNT EdTech Podcast. I host along with my buddy, Matthew Ketchum, and then I have Ask a Tech Coach, which is a district-only podcast uh, for work. So I use that as like a 20-time project, but really it's more like a 2% time project. I spend 2% <laughs> of my time on it, but it, it, it's my one creative piece that I get pretty much sole control over at work. So it's important to me. Awesome. Gosh, what a great, I mean, that, that's why I'm doing this podcast is I, I'm, I believe so powerfully, so passionately in the power of stories and just hearing your backstory. I, did, I didn't know that. I mean, that's, that is awesome. I'm so glad we're having this conversation. And I know it's not what we were, it's not our topic tonight, but you mm -hmm. just touched on that PLN. So this just that before we dive into podcasting, you talked <laughs> about good. I didn't have a PLN, a, that professional learning network, which I know that you have on Twitter now in the education community. Mm -hmm. I have on Twitter. I mean, I'm part of that because we've devoted to ourselves to that. And we do know people now and people that we can grow from people yes. that we can learn from share resources with and if we need something whether it's a resource or as you were saying maybe it is a job at some point down the road you do have mm -hmm. connections now and I just it's so powerful for anybody listening right now get on my little digital soapbox for a second here <laughs> it's just like um, Twitter I just, I have said so many times that I've learned more from Twitter. I've learned more from yes. the people that I follow on Twitter. I joined in 2009 uh, at, because Tony Vincent said, are you on Twitter? And I was like, no. And <laughs> I got on Twitter and I've learned more in that in the last decade plus than I have in my 25 years in education, like in organized professional development. I mean, I, and I see you nodding. I mean, we're, we're, we're watching in Zoom, each other in Zoom right now, and you're nodding because I think you're, you're, you agree with me that, oh, totally. that the stuff that we learn through our professional learning network is, it, it, and that's not to belittle or minimize the quality of the professional development that I've gotten at conferences or in my district because it's been, it's been top right. notch. That's just, it's just to say, how much is out there. So if you're not already tapping into the, the treasure trove that is social media, that can be social media. Again, you don't have to follow the Kardashians. You don't have to follow. I mean, <laughs> you, you, you get what you follow. If you follow the right people, right. you can get a lot of good stuff out there. So, all right, I'm stepping, <laughs> stepping off of my digital soapbox. I'm, I'm back down on the ground on, on sea level and you mentioned your podcast. I was listening to your, your 12 days of oh, 12 days you. of Christmas on your TNT Ed Tech as I was, I was working out the other day and I was listening to that. It's like, good stuff, man. And at the end thank of the episode, you. we'll have you 
kind of drop all the links and stuff like that where people can find your podcast and, and connect with you, get, get, get you as part of their professional learning network. But I'm so excited about talking with you because I love podcasting. Um, and, and I'm so curious to tell me, for you to kind of share your story, how did you, you got three podcasts. Yeah. How did you, how did you get into, <laughs> like, what, tell me, what was your journey into podcasting? How'd you get started? Yeah, I know the exact time. Well, maybe not time, but place in mm-hmm. general kind of time. So uh, two years ago at Fall Q, I went to a session with Brian Briggs and Ryan uh, O'Donnell. O'Donnell. Yeah. <laughs> so they have the Check This Out podcast. Uh, great guys. They got yes. me on fire talking about their podcast. I had listened to their podcast and they're like, hey, it's as easy as using Anchor. And then Tom and Mike from the Tosis Talk and Tech podcast were in the audience and they were hilarious. Uh, they were great participants. It was an awesome session on just like ed tech in general. And then they were doing a solo session on Flipgrid and Anchor. And I had learned just about Flipgrid. I hadn't heard of Anchor yet, except from Brian and Ryan in their session. I'm like, hey, Matthew, do you want to go to this session? He's like, yeah, let's do it. So uh, we went to that session, learned a ton. We're like, okay, we're practicing on our phones. It, it's three clicks. So a mm-hmm. year after that, it was so cool because a year after I presented on that very same topic, um, Kate awesome. Tolnai said, hey, Scott, when are you going to present? I said, ah, I don't know. <laughs> I wasn't really presenting in 2018. And with that encouragement, I, I took it home with me and reflected, like, when am I going to present? And... <laughs> Uh, That's awesome. Yeah, thank you. And right after that session, um, so that took place in October of 2018. Fast forward to January, we're in winter break, we're coming out, you know, I'm getting together with Matthew and I'm like, hey, what do you think about doing that podcast we talked about from Fall Q? He's like, let's do it. So we met at his house. He had everything already. He had one of those... uh, snowballs like the blue yetis mm-hmm. had a couple different mics there so uh we had those set up at his dinner table we mapped out our episode decided what kind of segments we were going to have and if you listen to the early episodes especially episode one it's a bit long you get you know in depth into both of our backstories but uh you could see how the format has really changed we don't necessarily have all of those different segments now and we've transitioned from a primarily ed tech uh, like tech tip podcast to more of an interview style like this with some ed tech tips thrown in and a focus. And every now and then we'll throw in a lone, just ed tech only episode to kind of appease the fans, especially when there's a lot of new tech coming out, like at the sure. beginning of the pandemic. And then, um, you know, I've just been sharing out tips ever since it was great to come back to Q a year later and share out in three minutes in a session called a Q boom, where you have only three minutes, slides automatically rotate every 20 seconds. And uh, so you have to be on point. It's like 
an elongated elevator speech. And so I couldn't mess up at all. You're on stage. There's this bright light on you. It's a little warm. You're sweating a little bit. Yeah. Uh, And there's a sea of people out there in the auditorium they put you in. It's a great experience. And it was so cool to be able to share. And I, I encourage everybody to, when you go to a conference, go to a training, pick one thing that you're going to take and work on. That was mine. And I developed that, fell in love with it, and I'm still doing it. And that's why I have two others. I started education today uh, at the beginning of this year, but then the pandemic hit and the release dates were all weird, even though I had episodes banked. Um, That's when I transitioned from an ELA teacher to a tech coach. I was doing both roles at the same time and essentially working like 12-hour days. Some days were 16 hours. Uh, It was pretty intense uh to wow. say the least those yeah. uh, those first few months on the job uh but trial by fire learned a lot and now in my ed tech coaching role i i just have more of a wealth of information and experiences specifically related to teachers and ed tech and have uh, even though i'm not technically an admin i have an admin-esque perspective which has sure. really given me Uh, an appreciation for what goes on behind the scenes. And I better understand how closely related admin are to teachers. I see them very much as a support, not necessarily a a barrier, somebody against them or a boss, but really a colleague with just a different job and skill set. You know, kind of like in the army, uh, for lack of a better uh, analogy, you you have different positions. People have different utilities and niche options that they really hone in on. That's the same with admin and support staff and teachers. Well, as an admin... I love to hear you say that <laughs> because that is that is our goal. It's not, I mean, I, one of my professors when I was getting my admin credentials said, you're there to coach, not to catch. Yeah. And that just stuck with me in what you just said. It's like that that should be. It should be you're there to coach, not to catch. You're there to support. And um, gosh, I want to unpack a couple things that you said. First of all, yeah, shout out to, to Brian Briggs and Ryan O'Donnell. Check this out. Podcast is awesome. And, and Mike and Tom with the Tosa's Talking Tech. I mean, I, I, those are two that I listen to that I love. So, uh, if gentlemen, if you're listening, thank you. And Scott, you also said a recommendation for somebody. If you're going mm-hmm. to a conference, pick one thing. Because that's kind of my journey to podcasting started a while back. Uh, and I don't, I, don't, I don't even remember the year, but I want to say like, 2008 or something. I mean, it was, it was a while ago and it was inspired by Tony Vincent. Do you know, do you know? Yeah. Oh, he's great. He, so I know him as one of the gift Kings. I I think of him as a gift King, Jake Miller and Annie, Andy Kneven as doing these cool, like here's how to do this new tech tool. GIF option. Yeah. No, he's, he's amazing. And he, he started with his school. It's called Radio Willow Web back when he was teaching in Nebraska. I think it was like one of the first podcasts created by students in like the wow. country. And I saw that and I, and I wanted to emulate it. He shared his resources. So I started um, 
my students doing a podcast. We called it Coleycast, and it was just something where we would, when we would finish with a, a unit in class. So if it was a science unit and we were studying body systems of the body, like the digestive system and the respiratory system, we'd put students into groups and they would basically summarize everything they learned, write a script to basically share what they've learned. And you'd put the headset on them and they would record segments and I would put it all together in GarageBand and put it out there. And it was awesome because it was such a great way to, uh, you could put their work in iTunes. It was mm -hmm. such a great, to see students' faces when you would put up on the screen iTunes and Coleycast was there. So they could see, wow, what I'm recording is actually going to be heard potentially by somebody in Australia or something like that. And this was, geez, 2008, back when the technology was a lot harder. Uh, you had, I mean, to get an RSS feed and all that kind of stuff yeah, was... Right. It was it a was, lot more work back then. It was not automatic, and, and I was passionate about it, so I put in the extra work, and I was, hey, trying to get other people to do it, and they're like, you're crazy, right? Like, this is not <laughs> worth the work, and I was crazy, but it was worth it for me. Um, so that, and, and that student podcast was, but I did what you said. One of the cute, one of the spring Q conferences... I went, so in three days, and this was when podcasting was, it was really big, it was coming into, right. into fashion. So every single session I went to in the three days, I went to like seven different podcasting sessions. Wow. Because I wanted to learn like, now there was, I wanted to learn everything I could about it. And uh, there was overlap in some of the sessions, but I didn't care. I, I didn't want to miss mm -hmm. something. And I came back after that conference so much more on fire about it and knowing so much more. And I tell you, since I left the classroom to move into admin, doing that, that podcast was with the students was one of the things that I, that I missed the most. It was because it was, it was real. It was, right. it was like authentic. It wasn't a write an essay about what you about what you learned or something. I mean, or write a book report. It was real. I mean, you, you were putting their content, you were putting what they're learning into their iPods. Mm -hmm. So it was, I mean, it was, it was so much fun. So, um, Tony Vincent, if you're listening, I mean, and he already knows, Tony already knows that I think he's amazing. He is my virtual mentor. I mean, I write about him in chapter four of my book. I mean, he, he is, he is, oh, to, to Tony is the man. I would not be where I, I would not be where I am today as an educator if it wasn't for Tony Vincent. He is so, the man. Uh, so when I got to have him as a guest on my podcast, it was like, oh, but anyway. Um, and now I'm in the teaching tales because I, I wanted to get back into it because I think that we need to share what we've got. That's why you and I are, are talking today. But so that's our journey. If somebody like, how, how do you do it? You mentioned Anchor. And for anyone who's not listening, I, I use Anchor now too. Anchor is a, it's a podcast host slash creation tool, which is free, <laughs> which is Right, that's the ridiculous. biggest part. <laughs> exactly, which is, for, I mean, it's ridiculously easy to use. So if anyone's thinking the title of this podcast, again, is more like the journey to starting a podcast, but 
So you're thinking of starting a podcast, huh? <laughs> if you're thinking of starting a podcast, Scott, you've used Anchor longer than I have. If somebody's wanting to get started, is this where you would recommend that they get started? Totally. I get that question a lot. That's probably the number one question I get inside the classroom, outside the classroom, at a conference, just talking to friends from other podcasters is, you know, where do you start? What do you use uh, to do your podcast? And really with Anchor, you can do it with just your phone. And I know of podcasts that do just that, like the Under Caffeinated podcast with Erin Kiger. Um, she's an edgy match author like yourself. Mm -hmm. Her her book hasn't been released yet, but it's on its way. I have a, a small contribution uh, <laughs> within the book. So I'm honored. Uh, edgy match is awesome, as you know. Yep. And it's it's so easy. Literally on your phone, once you have the app open, you can be recording in three clicks. So I like the ease of it. Yeah. The being from the graphic design side, the user interface is so simplistic. Uh, my mom could do it. My grandmother could do it. <laughs> uh, my kids could do it, right? And have some younger kids. Uh, so really, it's basically, if you can dream it, you can do it with Anchor. Now, can you do more things than other programs? Sure. Are there limitations? Yes. So one thing to think about uh, with Anchor is once you have things in Anchor, they don't necessarily transfer over nice and neat to other podcasts. It doesn't keep your stats and all that. So you're going to lose all that if you ever transition and you'll have to download and re-upload your episodes. And if you record directly into Anchor, which I don't do, I record separately and upload into Anchor. But if you record directly into Anchor, and I, they could have changed this recently. I haven't kept up on it, but my understanding is that it stays there. Now, there are ways, if you ever find yourself in there, let me know. I'll show you some tips and tricks to where we can scrape the audio and you know do all that and transfer it over to your new platform. But uh, that, that's probably the only downside I, I really see, at least for budding podcasters. Now, if you're really growing, you're getting sponsorships, you're doing video and audio, then there are other options. But sure. in terms of free options, I think it's probably the best place <laughs> to start. Yeah, I and I would agree with that. I think if you're somebody who is, I think I liked what you said. If you're someone who's comfortable with technology and you know how to use other programs, whether it's GarageBand or whether it's Final Cut or any, anything like right. that, you can obviously record through something else. But if you're somebody who's like, gosh, I have ideas that I want to share, but the technology is the part that is scaring me or that is preventing me from doing it. Exactly. Anchor, Anchor is the perfect place to do it. I, I recently transferred my podcast to Anchor for the reason straight up, I was paying before because the beauty of Anchor and a lot of other hosts out there, I mean, is it does all of the behind the scenes technology mumbo jumbo, the, the RSS feed, which is mm -hmm. the technical thing that, that allows people to subscribe 
that will get you into iTunes and Stitcher and Spotify and all that good stuff. Anchor does it for you automatically. Other places do it automatically too, but I was paying a monthly fee to host my podcast somewhere else. And as you and I were talking before we started recording, uh, when COVID hit, I wasn't releasing a whole lot of podcasts episodes and which meant I was paying every month for nothing. And <laughs> that's not real good on the budget. Uh, my wife didn't no. particularly, <laughs> didn't particularly care for this. Like, so how, so, so what are we paying for here type thing? So I record like right now I'm on my, we're, we're recording off of zoom mm-hmm. and I'm on my Mac. And when we're done, I will take the audio portion of that because Zoom gives you just the audio and I will upload that to Anchor. Now, I have my little intro music, which I put in a, I mix it in, I use Camtasia. What do do you use, what do you use to do any mixing? Yeah, uh, I'm glad you bring up Camtasia. So I have access to the Adobe Creative Suite, but Mm -hmm. honestly, if I'm doing you know, regular edits, I throw it in Camtasia. I like the user interface better. The menus are more simplistic and it's a little bit cheaper than the creative cloud. Although I do have access to that as well. It's just so menu heavy. Um, uh, Editing. It's for power. Yeah. It's for power. I mean, real power users. Like you said at the beginning of the show, there's more powerful things out there. But I don't think anybody listening to the show right now, (laughs) I mean, they're probably, they already know everything that we're saying. So this is not necessarily for those people. And if you're thinking, if you're listening and you're thinking, I don't want to pay anything, Brent, I don't want to pay anything, Scott, you can use Audacity, which is a free, a lot of podcasters I I know, even those that have gone pro use it. Jennifer Gonzalez. Yeah, cult of pedagogy. Yeah, she has one of the top educational podcasts, and that's what she uses. Yeah, which is, and anyone listening, you can, I mean, Audacity is a free download. Uh, I used to use that when I did uh, my student podcast. Uh, You can use Windows Media Player. I mean, if that's even still out there, you can use (laughs) GarageBand. I mean, it doesn't matter what you use, but I think the point is, if you're thinking of starting something, if you've got an idea, Anchor is a great place um, yeah. to start. And not a sponsor, just in case nope. anyone's thinking, geez, are, nope, <laughs> Anchor's nope. not sponsoring my podcast. Uh, I don't think they're sponsoring yours. Maybe they are. I don't know. No, I, I <laughs> wish. <laughs> I wish, yeah. I mean, but but it, it, is, it is incredibly easy to use. I mean, when I transferred over, uh, again, less than a month ago, I was able to take 80 plus episodes It wow. instantly transferred it over, made my RSS feed, put it in iTunes, just did all of that literally in a couple of clicks. It is, it is, it is awesome. I really, I really like it. Yeah. Now I know it's your podcast, but I want to find out from you. Did yeah. your stats transfer over? What did you sacrifice by? Uh, good question. Doing no, that? the 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 stats did not transfer over. So I I pretty much um, I I still I haven't necessarily canceled my old subscription. So I still have those stats. I'm trying to see if I can download those, whether it's in a um, an Excel file or something mm-hmm. like that. Um, 
uh, I did the stats did not transfer. So I'm pretty much starting, starting from scratch, which I, I wasn't, I mean, I'm not Jennifer Gonzalez. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I don't have a listenership. Like my mom listens, my dad listens, you listen sometimes. Like I have a small <laughs> listenership. Um, so I wasn't as for me, saving, saving a monthly fee was worth, um, worth losing the stats, but that's honestly, that's about the only thing that I, that, that, that was important to me that I lost was, was the stats. And I was actually paying a little extra for the stats in the place that I used to, uh -oh, that I used to, I mean, they had different tiers and I was paying a little extra. So uh, it's, yeah, it's, that's, um, you know, big topic. Do you want to dip there? Or do you want to go a different direction? It's up to you. It's I, yeah. I, I think we should touch on that a little bit. I hate to see people pay. I do see a lot of new podcasters pay or hear about these paid subscriptions and about how great they are. I think there are, you know, really decent alternatives. It, especially if you have a little bit of tech skill. So you can do a zoom call teams call Google meet, Mm -hmm. uh, presumably for free, uh, if you do it right. And, uh, then you can strip the audio video. You could do both. Um, uh, what I've been trying out recently now, I've only done this with three episodes so far is I've gone live using a tool called Streamyard and mm. went live on Facebook live, then downloaded that from Facebook and then edited it put it on YouTube and put it on the podcast using Camtasia. So using um, a, a different tool. And I say, use what's available to you. So if your district provides you a tool and you have permission to use that tool on your personal time, use that. So yeah. that's where the Adobe creative suite comes in for me. I don't pay for that, but I have access. Uh, it's one of the benefits that they yeah. allot our teachers and, Oh, I make full use of that whenever oh, sure. I can. Yeah, I, I, I love, I, I think that's a great piece of advice is to use use what you have. I mean, what if you have a Mac and GarageBand is on there and you know how to use GarageBand, use that. If you've got an Adobe and you know how to use that, use that. I use Camtasia because I had access to that from my district. That's what I learned how to use. So that's what I continue to use. There are better programs out there, but define better. <laughs> better right. for me is easier. And I, yes. I don't have a bunch of time to learn something brand new. If it works, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. <laughs> but you're go right. Ahead. No, I was just going to say you're absolutely right. Uh, you know, it, it's all relative what's going yes. to be best. Now, technically, professionally, the best tool is probably going to be an equivalent of Audition or uh, Logic Pro, Pro Tools, something like that, really high-end, uh, Final Cut. Uh, but, you know unless you know those programs really well, the learning curve is huge. I'm working with teachers right now and I'm teaching them Adobe Premiere Pro and it is so much work 
to do that. Now it's yeah. worth it if you're willing to commit, but the investment's huge and those programs change often. We've already gone through a couple ch changes and updates uh, since we've been working on projects this year. And it's like, oh, where'd that menu go? Or how do I find that filter now? It's like, oh, we got to find a tutorial and find it now, I guess. Yeah. Uh, and, and that's hard, whereas Camtasia really hasn't changed. It, it does one thing well. It's yeah. not crazy complex. There's not tons of filters. I've seen people do beautiful things with their iPhones, iMovie. If you have an iPhone, wow, you are so blessed. I'm an Android guy, but I have been very tempted to get an iPhone just for at, or an Apple device just for access to iMovie alone because it has so many presets and filters sure. uh, that you can use and it, it cleans up pretty nicely. So definitely use what you have. If you're doing it with students, let them use what they have. Offer some things. You can use tools like Soundtrap. I use that with students. I used... Um, let some use Podbean, let some use uh, Spreaker. Uh, there's one other one. Oh, GoSynth. We, we tried all of those. So we've tried a bunch of different ones. We also tried Anchor. I think the top one the students used was probably um, Anchor and uh, I'm forgetting now, uh, Soundtrap. Uh, that was the yeah. other big one that they use. They really liked the editing on there, but from time to time there were some saving issues. Uh, and I got that a bit. That was the number one complaint. They would do an edit and, you know, wouldn't necessarily save on the cloud, but I'm sure that was last year in February, March. I'm sure things are better now. Sure. No, I, and I think, I think that would be my recommendation because you mentioned the phone when you and I, we're, we're not local next to it. We're not close to each other. Plus we're in a pandemic right now. So <laughs> we really couldn't do it anyway. So we're doing it over zoom. But when I have recorded in person, typically I use my phone. I, I actually, I think yeah. every time I have recorded in person for this podcast, I, we sit at a, at a desk or a table and I put my phone between us. I use the voice record app. And I hit record right there. And then I'm able to dump that into Camtasia or something like that. But I think for anyone listening right now, if you have an idea, this is, I'm going to get back on my, my little soapbox again. <laughs> if you have an idea, if you have something that you want to share, maybe it's just you. Maybe you don't have a guest. Like, like I bring on a different guest and, and you've got a partner for, it for, your, for your podcast, but maybe it's just I you. Maybe you're gonna, you're just gonna share your thoughts. I'm thinking of of John Ike. I mean, you know yeah. John. I mean, jo I mean the Learn He's, with John Ike podcast. Yeah, he is the man, and he just riffs by himself about what's going on in the world of education, and it's awesome. John records it on his phone. So he, he's not, I mean, and he's got a little intro music. A little, I think it's his daughter playing ukulele, which is awesome. It, it's, it's nothing complicated from a technical standpoint. It's just him talking about education on his phone. So if you have an idea, go for it. And it isn't about stats. It isn't no, about becoming, it, it's about going back to what you said at the very beginning, that professional learning network. 
if you have an idea, I like to say there's over 7 billion people in the world. And right now, somebody is on their computer looking for what you have. Mm -hmm. It's like 7 billion people. Someone's on their phone Googling right now looking for something that you possess, something that I possess. And a podcast is a great way to share that. It may only be one person listening to it, but what if that one person, it's what that person needed to hear and he or she turns around and does something amazing for kids or for other teachers or for admin or anything like that. So I don't know. I just go for it. Don't, that's my, that's my word of advice for anyone listening. Go for it. Don't let the technical stuff uh, stop you because anchor it's, you like you said it is it's you said your mom can do it your grandma can do it your kids can do it i mean it's it's that easy and i would just add to that too and say you never know who it's going to affect mm-hmm. and how it's going to affect them right had brian um and ryan not done that session I wouldn't we be wouldn't be having right this. Now. We we may not be having this conversation right now. Yeah. No. Yeah. There's no way I wouldn't have heard about Anchor. Um, I wouldn't have had my interest peaked, and I can think of little conversations. And don't think you need to be a big name. Some of my most um, like highly listened to episodes are from lesser known educators. And some of my least listened to educators or episodes are from very big name educators. And, uh, you know, not, that's not always the case, but it does happen. Like I've had on some big names and like, Oh, this is going to make the stats go through the roof. And it's, you know, a blip in comparison to maybe, you know, an educator people really don't know about so because it's the it's the idea never know it's the concept it's if if you've got a i mean like yeah it does it's and that's not why i'm doing this it's it's not why you're doing it you're doing it to share ed tech depending on which podcast it is is to 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 help other educators do tech better and to share your thoughts on education i like to share stories and I think, like you said, some of my most, I mean, I had my daughter on as a guest. Uh, I several, think that's so cool. It's like, no, no, nobody in education knows who my daughter is because she's not an educator. <laughs> but it was, a, it was a very popular episode because we were talking about what makes a teacher good mm-hmm. from a student's perspective. She had just graduated from high school. And I asked her, tell me about your favorite teachers. Why were they your favorite teachers? What did they, I mean, that's a concept that resonates with people. Nobody knows who, nobody knows who, who Megan is. I mean, nobody, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> nobody in, in, in the education world, she's not, she's not a, a name, but so anyway, now this, thank you, Scott, thank you so much for coming on. I, I, I mean, for listeners who can tell like, wow, they're, they're geeking out here. Yeah, we are. Cause <laughs> just a little, <laughs> I, 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 I'm getting to talk with somebody else who digs, digs this kind of stuff like me, Scott, you've mentioned your podcast for anyone listening who you have piqued their interest. You have gotten them excited and they're like, Ooh, I want to listen to some of these. And maybe that's a starting point. 
Maybe it's like, I want to listen to podcasts first, and maybe that'll give me ideas to start my own podcast. And even if you don't start your own podcast, listening to them can make you better. Uh, tell people where they can connect with you, where they can find your podcasts, all that good stuff. Yeah, so I'd say the best place to connect with with me would be on Twitter. You could follow me at Mr. Noons Teach, N-U-N-E-S. And uh, you could follow Education Today on Twitter at Education Today and then the number eight because I didn't know there were seven other ones before I came up with that name. <laughs> and uh, on Twitter as well, uh, the TNT EdTech, uh, just TNT EdTech um, for that podcast. And you can find both of them on your, your player of choice or www.tntedtech.com or anchor.fm backslash ed today for education today and i wanted to just backtrack real quick with yeah. what you talked about with megan because i think that was so powerful don't be afraid to think outside the box i had my realtor on mm. and had him talk about his educational journey and i think that was an amazing episode i got so many listens and kudos for that deeply impacted people and let them know the power an educator could have. Basically, his journey started from solid education in the home and that foundation to a middle school teacher that ended up becoming a mentor, a neighbor, and then a lifelong friend. Oh, awesome. I love that. I love that. Like you said, you're, you're a realtor. Not a big, not a big name in the educational community. Not a, not a name at all, probably in the educational community. But the story resonated, and the story helped people. So yeah, I love that. Don't be afraid to just go with the ideas. If yeah, I think if, you, if if you're thinking somebody could benefit from this, you're right. Somebody could benefit yep. from this, and to to deny them that because you don't think it's worth it, nah, put it out there. If they love it. If they need it, they'll take it. If they don't, they won't. But you still got to put it out there. So, Scott, you're the man, dude. I, I really appreciate it. I've, I've been, brother. as I said, I've been waiting to, waiting to chat with you for a while. Uh, for everyone listening, uh, hope, th hope you got something out of this. Uh, if you had any questions, you reach out to Scott. I'm sure he, he would be happy to help. I, yes. I would be happy to help too. But more than anything, I would just say take that first step. Uh, start small. You don't have to have fancy music. You don't have to have music at all. You can just get that anchor app and record right. I mean, just start there. Like, I think, like you said, your episode one compared to where it is now, very different. My very episode, different. my episode one to where I am now, it's different. So it's, it's different and that's okay. That's we grow as educators. We grow as podcasters. So awesome, Scott. Thank you so much, buddy. I appreciate you coming on. I look forward to uh, when we can go back to conferences in person. Likewise. <laughs> thank you so much. And a big thank you to your listeners too. Absolutely. And for everyone listening, thank you. Appreciate uh, you tuning in. Uh, if you haven't already done so again, you can subscribe as Scott said, uh, wherever you like to find your podcast, whether that's Apple podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google podcasts, um, pocket casts, wherever, wherever you like to get your podcast, or you can listen on the podcast page on my website at brentcoley.com. Uh, once again, thank you for listening. And until next time, have a good one.